the day after I got coffee with a couple who signed up via the startup party and they were like, yeah, we're totally in. So it took a coffee date with them, but the communication started because of the ad and then ultimately the way your team built it out to be able to get their information and build that relationship. So it wasn't just the benefit of the startup party, it was the benefit of the relationship where I can keep connecting with people. Welcome to the Church Candy Podcast, the podcast of sweet ministry success. I'm your host, Brady Sticker, and let's jump in. Hey, welcome back. Today, we're going to be sitting down with Josh Whitlow with Purpose Church, a new church coming to Arizona in 2023. Josh, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, Josh, uh, they are a... I'm, they are a client of Church Candy. We, we help them with their outreach and marketing. And the thing is, they are absolutely killing it. So I wanted today to almost be a case study on how to do interest parties well. So the definition of an interest party is you basically want to get a group of people together in a room and you want to cast a vision on your new church and have people take a next step and follow up with them and get them you know, committed to a, your team, ideally onto your launch team. Now, uh, Josh, I, I want to ask whenever, wh whenever we first spoke, you talked about, you know, you did some things before that worked really well and you did some things that did not work well at all. So talk me through what were, what have you tried before whenever it comes to doing your church's interest parties? Yeah. So basically our first one we did was very good. We had like over a hundred people, but we had put in a lot of work the months prior with um, texting people, um, trying to get people's numbers, connecting on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, basically, I think I personally invited over a hundred people just interacting with people at grocery stores and different civic events and all of those pieces. So that was great. We had a lot of people show up. Then our second one we did, like we didn't have the same momentum as our first one because we spent so much time and energy inviting people. Our second one, we had like nine new people show up. So you went from like a hundred to, we ended up having like 30 people at the second one, but 20 of them were our team members and then nine of them were new people. So at that point I was like, okay, I gotta try something different. And our social media, we had been running some like boosted Facebook events, which were good but it didn't, I didn't really get to interact with people. So I was like, we got to figure something else out yeah. where we get to connect with more people. So that's ultimately why I reached out to you. I had heard from, uh, heard about you from a different church planter and that's when we connected and you kind of shared a little bit of your guys' strategies. And I was like, all right, well, um, you got to do something different if we want to see different results. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go ahead and try it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So sweet. So I love it. So the, the first interest party, you did a lot of legwork. So it seems like between, you know, once you guys, cause you parachuted in, right? You guys moved yep. in, you, you're, you're not like from the Phoenix area. Uh, you, you showed up and you, what I'm guessing, did you like, know, like, okay, on this date, we're gonna have our interest party between now and then I've got to find people and start inviting them. Like, so people yeah, at the gym, so the grocery store. Yeah, we drove in. I got here like middle of July and we had a startup party scheduled for August 15th or something. So I was wow, like, I have yeah. four weeks. I know we have like seven people who I know are going to go because they've either moved with us or we just knew a couple people here. I was, and we reserved the room for 100 people, which was crazy at the time of thinking. And I'm just like, God, we got to figure out who the heck's going to show up. So we just, I worked so hard. Like it was great. 
Um, but it was just, it was really hard because you're connecting with so many different people. You're inviting so many people. So it's like, you need that type of grit. Um, but what I realized is a couple of startup parties later through your process and just connecting through some of the social media ads and the way that we did work with you, it was just a lot easier to get the amount of people who ended up showing up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to kind of walk through our strategy and, uh, you know, what we recommend churches doing for interest parties. So, um, the first inclination and exactly what you did, Josh is like, okay, I want to do Facebook marketing for my event. I'm going to create an event on Facebook and mm -hmm. press that boost button. Now that's definitely the easiest way to do it. Like it, it's a little time. They will like give you an option. Just like, I want to spend this much and then it'll, you can target just the people in your area. It's super easy. The problem is you're not making any personal connections. It's a very loose invite. Like so many people will just say interested and then you could do that and then take the, put the legwork and sweat equity in follow up with all the people that said interested, send them friend request, shoot them a DM. You, you can definitely do that. Is that something that you, you did whenever you boosted the oh, yeah. So event? every person who was interested, I Facebook friend requested them. I send them messages, but here's what happened with me. And I don't, I actually, you might know this more than I did, but what was happening is like the first few people that I was messaging, they were seeing my messages, but I had sent so many different messages that I don't know if like Facebook, like flagged my account or something. It started going to people's spam essentially. Yeah. And it, if they didn't accept the friend request or they didn't allow people to friend them, it, they don't see it because it's in the spam folder of the messages. So what ended yeah. up happening is a lot of the people I was putting the legwork in never actually saw the message because they didn't accept the friend request. So I got some people from that, but overall, like it wasn't, it was a lot of work and it wasn't very effective. Yeah. So when you do that, what I would recommend, if you're going to go that route, send them a friend request, don't send the message until, or if they accept it, because if they don't mm -hmm. accept it, then you're going to have a higher likelihood of Facebook, like flagging your account and you're going to start ending up in the spam folder. And you obviously don't want that. So what, what it is that we do is we recommend like, Hey, if you want someone to come to your event get them to actually RSVP and we have them fill out a form that gets their name, gets their email, gets their phone number, and then follow up with them and make it as personal, personable as possible, right? You want people that RSVP to feel seen and to feel heard. I feel like a lot of the times we try to automate everything and that's great. And, and even me and Josh, we, we automate a lot of that follow-up process, but I guarantee you, and I don't know exactly what you did, but I, that's what I want to ask. So we have some of the automated texts and things that go out to these people, but what did you do to follow up with everyone that RSVP'd to actually get them to show up for the event yeah. that we did with you? Yeah. So Brady's not going to want to brag. So I'm going to brag on him for a second. We had, I think we had about 80 people interested in our Facebook event, which is great. Um, but we didn't really get to connect fully with those people. So when we did our first startup party, when we connected with Brady, we ended up getting 85 leads. Now those 85 leads, that's the same number as the Facebook event, but I had their phone number, I had their email, and I could connect with them via text, which is amazing, obviously. And that makes up probably like 250 people when you include their family. So then basically through the automated system that your team helped built out, there were some automated texts. So it started off by asking a question so that they would respond. 
And then I just started building a relationship with them. How long have you lived in the Valley? Where did you move from? A lot of people move from, you know, many different areas. Um, so all asked all of these different questions. And then it finally gets to the point where you're just like, they feel like they know you. And then the other thing we did as well is I just took some time to pray for the people that signed up and I sent them a video and said, Hey, John, I just took some time to pray for you and your family. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I can't wait to see you on Thursday for your startup party or for our startup party. And you get text back. I probably got three or four people who were like, I can't believe you would pray for me. You know, I've never had a pastor pray for me or tell me that they're That's praying so cool. for me. And it was just really those personal relationships that we got to build. And then the other piece of that was I would I would Facebook stalk all the people who signed up. Now, I couldn't find all of them because Phoenix is really big. And, you know, a lot of people have similar names and you don't get like pictures on yeah. you know, the RSVP form or anything like that. But there would be some people that I would look at my schedule and depending on how the text conversation was going, I would ask them to follow up and just get coffee even before the event. I'm like, I think this is a person I should connect with. So I had a few of those as well. I couldn't do that with everybody. Um, That was kind of the post meeting strategy. Um, But that was kind of our strategy pre startup party was building as much relationship as possible. And then the automated text gets sent out. So it's consistently reminding them that the event is coming. And then the personal effect of the video and just having like a couple of stock questions that you can text back and forth with. Yeah, that's so good. What I always tell people, how you follow up determines whether or not they're going to show up. Because if they <laughs> fill out that form and they get one automated text, and like we work with a lot of churches that are already launched and they're having Sunday services every week, and people are planning their visit for a Sunday service, and they'll have you know a dozen people one week plan a visit, and then like two families show up. And they'll be like, Brady, what happened? Like I had all these families. And, and I'll go in and like we'll look in their church funnels account and... And I'm like, dude, like these people, you need to like, you, you can't automate pastoral care. Like yeah. we can help you get like the first 50% there and start the conversation, but you need to make a connection with these people because if, if they don't feel seen, if they don't feel heard, bro, do you know how many people are leaving the church right now because of that? Like yeah. so many, there's an entire generation of people that are deconstructing, stepping away from the faith because they don't have that. I think a lot of the reason is because they don't have those personal relationships uh, with leadership in ministry. And so I'm a big proponent of what you're doing, Josh, like taking the time to take out your phone and send a personal video saying, Hey, what's going on, Josh? This is pastor Brady with vibrant. Like you're saying the person's name. And I had a pastor Mm -hmm. ask me yesterday. He's like, can I just record one video and send it out to them? And I was like, dude, I was like, no, if you're, if you're, yes, you can, but it's just not, it's not the same. And cause mm-hmm. people are no, cause he's, he's also in like the Silicon Valley area. And like, if you're in the tech central of the world, like people are going to, like, they know it's automated and yep. that, that defeats the whole purpose of what we're doing here. And so mm-hmm. I would, I would say like, if you're not going to take the time to follow up well, then you, you've got, you might need to look at another avenue because I would yeah. imagine Josh, like, Sure, like we we got the word out, we had people RSVP, but if you didn't put in the work to follow up and build these connections with people, you probably would have had hardly anyone actually show up for the event. So what what did those numbers look like? You said you had about 80 something people register. How many did you guys end up having showing up for that event? Yeah, so we had 85 unique RSVP forms. Now, I will say right before the event, I got Probably seven or eight texts of just people like, hey, my kid's sick. I'm One of them was like, I'm at the ER or something happened, which 
was disappointing because not as many people came, like those people didn't get to show up, but I was like, they're texting me. Like they're yeah. telling me they're not coming. So they're not just ghosting me, which I actually very much appreciated. And now I have a follow-up strategy with them to get them to the next one. So we ended up having 60 adults, new adults at our startup party. When I kind of looked through the numbers of the people who were part of the you know, funnel that we created, I would say around 40 to 45 were from that campaign, which if you would have told me the two weeks prior that I was going to get 40 new adults um, after I had eight new adults and then a big one at our first one, I would have said that was awesome. Um, so yeah. like we got 40 adults, which was great. But the other piece was now I have, you know, I'm doing another one and we've had an additional 35 RSVP. So I'm looking at my system and I'm like, I have 120 people I can text at any point right now. They've opted into this communication where I get to connect with them. I'm following up and I have, there's people of those 85 who are like, hey, I couldn't come um, this past one, but I'm going to go to the next one. So I, now I have these people in the funnel where I can keep connecting with them too. So the benefit was, yeah, we had new people show up, but I'm also looking at the future. Like I have relationships with people now and some people didn't respond at all. And that's going to happen, but I'm looking at people. And then I also had probably five to six coffees post startup party with people who didn't come who weren't able to come because you know they signed up two weeks prior and something came up, but I still got coffee with them. The day after I got coffee with a couple who signed up via the startup party and they were like, yeah, we're totally in. So it took a coffee date with them, but the communication started because of the ad. And then ultimately the way your team built it out to be able to get their information and build that relationship. So it wasn't just the benefit of the startup party, it was the benefit of the relationship where I can keep connecting with people. That's so good, man. That's so good. Walk me through how, how have you been structuring these events? Is it uh, like, do you have everyone sit down and you like give like a mini message and you preach to them to a little bit? Do you uh, just cast vision for like five minutes and then hand them like connect cards? Like walk me through your process of how you're actually running these events and like yep, where you're so doing them do at and the themes and stuff. Yeah, so some guys I talk to, they all do it in like different spots, which I think is cool for us. We decided to do it in the same spot. It's called the, it's a rec center, which for some people they'd be like, yeah, it seems a little weird. I'd rather do it in a coffee spot vibe, which I get, but our rec center in our area is super nice and it's super new and it's centrally located. So we're like, this is a good spot for it. The AV is good. Um, and just like all the, all the elements there feel really good. Uh, so people come in, we have tables, we did dinner the first one, and then we did desserts for the rest of them. So we have some, some like, you know, small business that maybe they would know. If not, it's cool to support a small business in the area where you can invite people. Um, and then we had childcare. So anybody under 10, um, we put in a separate room and then they played. And basically what we told our leaders is first 15 minutes, your job is to connect with the people at the tables. They may enjoy the vision, but if they connect with you and like you, the likelihood of them sticking on and being part of our team is huge. So the front row vision was like, we have people at our tables who are hosting that are building relationships and caring for people. Then I would come up, I shared probably for 15 minutes um, and just kind of shared the vision of our church and what we were excited about. It was super um, kind of, it was high level. It wasn't like super nitty gritty details. But yeah. then at the end of it, I basically said, hey, um, you may be in three spots right now. Maybe you're not interested. That's okay. Uh, maybe you need more information. You can't just listen to a 15-minute talk and be like, I'm going to be all in. I would love to follow up and have coffee with you. Uh, but some of you, God's impressed it upon your heart. You know this is the step that you need to take. I would encourage you to fill out the, like, count me in. And then we kind of gave, like, uh, upcoming events of what that means to actually be in. So you're committing to our launch team. Uh, you're committing to invite other people. And then we 
some people don't do this, but I actually think it's good to have a bar and an expectation for people. We ask people if they're going to be in to give. Um, so we didn't make it pressure filled or anything, but we're just like, hey, if th- we're going to be your church. Um, we want you to prayerfully consider and ask God what he's calling you to financially invest. And we can talk about that more in the future. But these are really the three expectations. You're going to be involved in our events and help serve. You're going to invite people and you're going to financially invest. So that's what we ask people yeah. to do. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then there you had like physical connect cards. And yeah. then what was your next step? How did you follow up with all the people that filled that out? Yeah, so physical connect cards, told them to fill that out before they left. My kind of number two guy, he filled in all that information um, into our system. And then I followed up basically with every single person. So the not yet, I just kind of said, thank you and let them know. I'll let you know when we're launching. I like more information. I tried to get coffee with them. And then the people who were counting me in, I tried to get coffee with them as well. But we naturally had a couple events coming up that I was like, I can invite them to that first. Um, But I really want to focus on the like, I'd like more info because I think they're a potential lead. Um, so that's kind of how I handled the post follow-up and then the Mm -hmm. post follow-up with people who didn't show up from signing up for the RSVP form. We put them into another funnel, uh, cause we knew that we were going to have another startup party in four weeks. So basically we had like, Hey, sorry, we missed you. You know, we're going to be having another one in four weeks. And then two weeks later, we automated a text of just basically, Hey, what's something we can be praying for you today. And then this upcoming Monday, there'll be another text saying, hey, reminder, we got another startup party on Thursday. We would love for you to get connected. So we're following up with all the people who didn't show up as well. Nice, dude. Nice. I love it, man. I love it. So as of today, now we're filming this on Thursday, November 3rd. How many people do you have that have checked that box and said, I'm all in? How many people do you have on your launch team right now? Um, I sent out an email yesterday. Our list is 79 people, bro. Come on. That, yeah. That's amazing. That that's now, we'll awesome. See. That is awesome. I, I'm, I'm skeptical. I always lowball the numbers when people ask me, I'm like, we yeah, got, we got like 50. Cause I'm like this Sunday we start our, we're calling church university with our launch team. Um, so I feel yeah. like this Sunday and we're going to start doing Sunday mornings now with our launch team. Cause I gotta, we gotta build that rhythm with a lot of the people who are going to be on our team. So I say yeah. that's the number on the screen. We'll see over the, but I feel, I feel pretty good because we came here with around 13 to 14 people. So that means we've added, yeah. you know, six, eh, 55 to 60 people. And then I, I mean, we have over, I think like 600 additional people in our database from other events we've done, a pool party, and then just the other people have connected through our RSVP form. So um, I'm excited about where we're at launch team wise, but I'm also excited with the amount of people we're gonna be able to connect with via email and just the different opportunities to market to them when we launch in a few months as well. Yeah, so you guys are launching in January. What what Sunday? are you guys planning on actually launching? The the plan is as long as we got the team, which the team looks pretty good right now, we're looking for yeah. worships, the area where we're really trying to, we need to hone some things in, but January 22nd is our launch Sunday. Nice, bro. Nice. Well, don't hold me yeah. to this, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the wife and see what we can do to try to, uh, if not make it to launch Sunday, you know, sometime in the relative near future, head out there oh. and go, uh, go hang out with you guys, take you to dinner and then, drive up at, I've been wanting to go to Sedona, which is probably, it's like what, like an hour and a half drive from you guys maybe. And have you ever been? No, I've seen pictures, but it looks gorgeous. It is, it is beautiful. It is great. We were there yeah. last week and it is incredible. 
Yep. We'll have to check that out. Well, sweet. Josh, thank you so much. Guys, go check out what Josh is doing, Purpose Arizona. If if I, I want everyone listening to this to pray about how you can help and pour into Purpose Church, uh, go check out PurposeArizona.com. Josh, um, any, 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 anything else you want to say to the listeners today? No, I think that was basically it. I just think, you know, God's been working and you put in the work as well, but it's also nice just to be able to connect with people who have a different area of expertise and can help you get further faster. And that's what you guys have done for us. So thank you. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, guys, go check out Josh and Purpose Church. I'll make sure I link to all their info below this video. Uh, thanks so much for watching and we'll see you in the next one. See ya.